0: Welcome to Keeping It Real Podcast with Kim Har and Kim Spence-Mullen. We're real-life friends who discuss real-life problems in a real-life way. As you listen to this podcast, we celebrate the good, support you through the bad, and point you to a real-life God who has the answers. We invite you to join us at the table where together we'll laugh, sometimes we'll cry, but most importantly, our promise is to show up and, and do real, real life together. together. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Keeping It Real podcast. My name is Kim Spence. Kim Har and I are your hosts today, and we're your hosts every time. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> By <right>. the way, <laughs> it's our podcast, so I guess we're going to be the hosts. Uh, we have so much fun on this podcast, and and we love, you know, when we're talking and getting ready to kind of go over our notes about what our discussion is for the day. I mean, we can come up with another 10 topics just out of our regular conversation. And uh, and by the way, these conversations, actually, that's where our topics come from. Because we begin talking about something and it's like, hey, that would make a really good podcast topic. That's right. <laughs> so today, we are talking about something I think is going to be fun. Um <laughs> whatever line of work that you're in right now, have you ever stopped for a minute to think, how did I get in this position? Like, how did I get here? And what led you? Where did you start? And are you where you thought you would be? Um, So we're going to talk about life lessons from careers, but we're going to look back. So think, back to your early years of jobs and and let's talk a little bit about life lessons from old jobs
1: (laughs) (laughs) one here's our keeping it real question is what did you think or what did you always want to do when you were young what was the first thing you thought you were going to
0: be or do the first probably the very first well (laughs) I my mom and dad always said that no matter where we went, so if we got off a plane, I would be the stewardess then, or if we went to a restaurant, then I was the waitress, you know, at home. But my actual thing, I thought when I grow up, I want to be a veterinarian, really, yes, because I loved animals and especially dogs. And I thought oh, I want to take care of animals, and but that passed quickly in biology. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I never Did you have I, to do the
1: dissecting? <laughs> yeah, and I
0: never I never, you know, it was it was because I was very young when I thought about that and, you know, not realizing the things that aren't fun. Sure. in that area that I would not want to do. So, yeah. But that's what I thought I would be when I grew up. What about you, Kim? I always thought I was going to be a school schoolteacher, mm. and of
1: course, I've said before that I was sure someday I was going to marry Donny Osmond. So I had, <laughs> I had a little chalkboard, and I would always write my name on the chalkboard, and I gave myself the name of Darlene. Oh. So I was Mrs. Darlene Osmond. <laughs> i was the d teacher. and B, so that's, that's right. what it was <laughs> that's right my my older sister's middle name was darlene and i so i'm not sure how i came up with that um but i was going to be a school teacher mm-hmm. and um you know i would gather the neighborhood kids and i would like get to teach them and my sister would come in and she'd pretend she was the principal and she'd run them all the way <laughs> oh, that's um funny. but i didn't ever become a teacher although I did one day go to college for two years to be a school teacher, mm-hmm. and I just never finished through with that.
0: You know, when I uh, started college, that's exactly the field I was going into was education, um, elementary education. I Me thought too. I would really, and yeah. I did that for two years, and then they changed the degree program um, when I was there, and, and it was going to be like five years or something like that. I would have had, and I thought. <laughs> five years. I don't want to be in school five years. (laughs) Did you you go,
1: did you go right out of high school? Yeah. Yeah. And you went to ORU, right? Yeah. I wonder (laughs) if we were in any of the same classes because I was at ORU right out of
0: our high school. How bizarre. I did not know that. Isn't that funny? We could have actually been sitting in the same classes and not even known it. Yeah, we might have been. I, I started, of course, you know, it was all general ed, The first year well really about about the first two years and I started taking a class or two in well communications journalism that kind of stuff and I I really gravitated to that although I still love I do because I kind of did what you're talking about I loved when I was young to do like chalkboard and anything along that line it was always fun I love school stuff. Like, even now, I always (laughs) said, I could be a really great decorator if I could decorate your house in an elementary school theme. (laughs) I just like school supplies.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I still, you know, when yeah. when the school season comes and you've got all the school supplies in your stores, oh, my heart lights up at all the yes. markers and pens and pencils and um, that's my love language. I think. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yes, I agree. Mine too. <laughs> though we had a lot of similarities. Still, um, okay. So our jobs, though what was one of your first jobs or do you know Mm -hmm. your very first job you remember i do i do
1: i think i was born working Mm. um because i i was in i was a child of uh, a man and and woman that they had their own company their own business and my dad produced children's bible story um, books and tapes Mm -hmm. and so from the age probably of eight or nine years old You know, a lot of our family time was in the garage and we were laminating books and we were – I'd get paid a penny, an envelope to lick them shut for mass mailings. And so I think from the very, very earliest of ages, I helped in a family company. Mm -hmm. And from there – My family also owned a fishing camp in Canada. Mm. And so every summer we would leave from Tulsa and we would go back to Canada and we would run a fishing camp where, again, we worked with family. So everybody would Mm -hmm. come for their vacations, Mm -hmm. um, but we would be working. Mm -hmm. So, goodness, from I think I was probably in fourth grade, third, fourth grade, I was getting up in the mornings at at 637, and we were helping with breakfast, we were doing dishes, we were clearing tables, waitressing, cabin cleaning, laundry, you know, and then it would all start over again. So I've always worked.
0: Yeah. You know, I I think that's interesting, because that's a, I mean, your parents are obviously entrepreneurs. and Mm -hmm. And I, so my parents always had a career in Um, like with a, you know, a a company, like my dad worked for the Mental Health Association in Little Rock and well, and different things like that. But my mom, um, she was a speech pathologist and audiologist. So she always worked for another company. So I wasn't, I didn't have or see firsthand a lot of the entrepreneur side of things and um, so I think that's really interesting growing up I mean in that world because that gives you kind of gives you a little different perspective of you can do anything really you know you don't have to do a nine to five job but anyway. Well definitely learned to multitask.
1: Yeah. You know you wore many different hats and learned the power of working hard Mm -hmm, working mm -hmm, hard yeah when other kids were like playing in their Mm -hmm, summer you mm -hmm. know they were off school off school for the summer and they were playing and going to camps i was working at camp Mm -hmm. and we were giving other people vacations and um but i learned
0: a lot of things from that you know one of my first jobs was a so my one of my aunts and uncles that live in um, well they lived in we all lived in jinx at the time in oklahoma and they owned a, a ceramic company where they made, uh, they poured the the molds and everything and made mugs and made these um, for different colleges. They would take like, so whatever the mascot was and they would make like a ceramic version of that. And like for Arkansas, let's say it was the Razorback. So it would be a Razorback, but it was a piggy bank. And so they they had... I mean, they did everything from the literal pouring of the molds, painting them, um, doing decals and things like that. So I would go after school. I would walk up because their place was near where the school was when I was in junior high at Jinx. And I'd walk over and do my little job of, of putting it. I had a little squeegee and I would put like a little decal on and um, and. Like you said, I mean it was really just kind of one of those where you just did i and i don't i I think I got paid something, <laughs> you know, but it was but it was that idea of of again of seeing that everybody has a place, and mm-hmm. when you're and then in the summers, I always had a summer job um I did. Early on, um, in high school, I always did something. And in one year, um, ORU used to have—they called them partner seminars—when Oral was still doing them in Tulsa. And partners would fly in from all over the world and stay on the campus in the summer. So they'd have like a week. Oh, I, I don't know if it was a full week. It was probably about four or five days of the week. And the partners would stay in the dorms and then go to the meetings that Oral would host and, you know, have a tell, a produce show. And so it was a big deal. They, you yeah. know, got to have this conference. Well, somebody had to change the sheets and they did the laundry. And so I had a couple of friends and I, we worked in... They didn't leave the air on in the dorms when the partners would leave, but we had the best time, but it was hard work. I mean, we made the beds, stripped the beds for an entire dorm and, um, we'd go in one and it was just, but it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was hard work. And so I always, I always had that. I, I think my family was kind of built that way too, where that's, my mom comes from, a farm background. So everybody was working, you know, constantly. So it was, I, yeah, I kind of grew up that way with that thought.
1: You know, sometimes I think that we feel like we just like fell into our jobs or our responsibilities Mm -hmm. from an early age, more like, well, this is just what we, it just happened. It wasn't premeditated. We didn't, we just took whatever we could. Mm -hmm. And in looking back, you know, it's something to be able to see that God uses everything we're doing yeah. to really bring us to who we are and on our journey of who we're becoming. Yeah. Um, you know, because how many jobs do you remember? Gosh, if you had a no. guess how many jobs you've had
0: in your lifetime, how um, many jobs have you had? In your I lifetime? would probably guess 10, maybe more. I just, Yeah. Because I, I would have, I'd have a different one about every summer. Yeah. Yeah. I counted and I had six. That's so right. I didn't have quite as many,
1: mm-hmm. but it was everything from working with family Mhm to working with more family, <laughs> to going to other family. But mm-hmm. then I also, I worked at a print shop. Um, I did, I um, worked at a local print shop and and did just kind of, I'll say, I don't want to call it menial work, but maybe mm-hmm. the work that I didn't have to have any degrees for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, I actually, I decided to go back to school to become a therapist. But in my program in my my college program, I had to find a place to kind of get some experience and I was feeling pressure because everybody in my class that was already working in, in some area mm-hmm. and I was a stay- home mom mm-hmm. and so I was like, well, I have to be home and so I ended up volunteering somewhere more out of maybe panic I've got to find somewhere that's going I can learn. You know what I'm doing yeah and when I look back even though for me it was I would say I just happened to grab whatever I could in college I can see where it actually prepared me mm-hmm. for the steps that God takes us on mm-hmm. and so I think sometimes we think well these are just um these are insignificant jobs we've had mm-hmm. or we just fell into them mm-hmm. um but I don't know that that's true. I yeah. think that God's God's got His hand on every one of those. He already knows which which areas we're going to be going into.
0: Absolutely. And I I, I look back on um, a couple of jobs and the lessons for me that came out were were because they were they were hard yeah. lessons. I mean I had one I actually got fired from a job. Oh no. That um I had worked and yes, I'm <laughs> telling the the truth. My son <laughs> already knows the story, so don't call him and tell him, but no, I but I had been um and it was at a, a Local, well, we called it a junior college at the time, and I—it was the easiest job, but it was coming in, and they had closed circuit video um, classes, and so a person would call up and say, "I need video, whatever." Usually, they put in an order first, and all I had to do was feed. It was probably about twenty different TVs, VCR tapes, you know, the old <laughs> tapes. So. But, um, I would leave about 10 minutes later than I needed to leave my house to get there on time. (laughs) So I was about five to 10 minutes late every day. And, um, and my boss, super nice guy, super nice guy, um, came in one day and he's like, you know, okay, you've got to get here on time. And, you know, and I, of course, in my mind, I'm thinking, well, why? What's the big deal? <laughs> you know, I'm, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how old I was, but I was very, very young. And, um, and I was late again, and he very nicely said, I'm going to have to let you go. Oh. And I cried and cried. And, you know, because I, I did not, I didn't see the reason that it would make a difference. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I looked back on that and realized, I mean, you know, as I got older, I mean, it didn't change my life. I could get another job in that way. But, but the thing that it taught me was really the value of respecting the, the job in the sense of, mm-hmm. okay, well, there's an expectation, um, you know, that I have to learn that if someday if I'm going to hire somebody, I would like sure. them to be there on time, and you know, with little things like yeah. that that I can I can look back at. I mean, that was a very easy lesson to learn. But you know, what are some of the lessons that that you had, Kim?
1: <laughs> okay, Kim. I'm laughing because yeah. you were you were how often were you late? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm laughing because just this morning. It was, I'll be there at 9, and at 9, 10, you're walking
0: in the door. Hey, the door was locked. My computer fell out.
1: Oh. I love my friend. Maybe. I love my friend. I love my friend. Um, I think the hardest lesson, and I think our hardest jobs, and maybe sometimes even the jobs we don't like, are the ones we learn the lessons from. Mm -hmm. Now, I liked my job. I worked at a a nonprofit agency when I first became a therapist. Mm -hmm. And I worked with families that children had been removed from the home because of abuse and neglect. Mm -hmm. And so the court would order these parents to work with me. And in the beginning... I you mean know, these clients would come to me and I would honestly think these these parents don't love their children because I would mm. see what they had done mm. the behaviors and sometimes it was really horrific um, but through that job and having to get to know the parents and hear their stories, and I learned the importance of not judging. Mm-hmm. Because when I would hear these stories, I would think, you know what, if those things had happened to me, mm-hmm. but for the grace of God, how would my life have been? What would my reactions have been? Mm-hmm. And so I think that where it, that was probably my hardest job ever. It was probably one of the most important jobs that I had. Mm -hmm. And it was really in learning to have empathy for other people, Mm -hmm. and not be so quick to judge where someone's come from.
0: Mm. Wow, that's powerful. You know, I think it, it for our friends listening today, I mean, like you said before, if we're if we look back on all of the different paths, and you know, different things that we have done, and maybe we think, I'm not where I thought I would be at this point. Um, Are you disappointed or are you okay with that? I mean, you know, God has placed you where you are to have the influence that you have. I mean, we've talked about this before, even the power of where you are right now. If it's one person Mm -hmm. that you have an influence over, whether it's a coworker or... If you are a server in a restaurant, you have, Mm -hmm. I mean, the impact that you can have on people in what we consider maybe the small way, but yet powerful. Mm -hmm. We have to remember that there isn't any job that's insignificant.
1: And that includes taking care of your families. Yeah, You know, so many times people think if I stay, if I'm a stay-at-home mom, that's not a career, that's not a job. Um, But that's not true. Yeah. And I think it's important to remember, like you said, God has put us in our circle of influence that maybe nobody else can reach. Yeah. And that's, I'm reminded of the scripture that says, many are the plans in a man's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. Mm. And so just kind of trusting that god's got us where where we are and he can lead us he will lead us yeah if if we're sensing change we can ask him to lead us um but there's a part of of embracing and saying you know lord wherever i am use me yeah i love that so well as we close today's episode we want to say how excited we are to have you as our friend welcome we invite you to join us every two weeks as we dive into what it means to be real, raw, and restored. We promise to keep it real and come as we are so that you too can come as you are.